At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. All right, welcome to the show today. I'm your host, Doug Crow, with the author of Brand Show, where you're going to want to take notes. And of course, we're going to have something interesting to say today. I always have great guests on, and today is no exception. We've got a man here who runs a call center in Costa Rica. So if you want to lather up with some suntan lotion and get some calls made, he's probably the guy to do it. So welcome to the show today, Richard Blank. How are you? Hey, Doug, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me here today. Yes. Can't wait to share ideas Costa with you and your audience. You betcha. I love Costa Rica. We're going to find all about that in the call center and uh, how that can help out business owners if they choose to. Tell me a little bit about, uh, you mentioned before the show, about you're an expat in Costa Rica. What, what brought you down there? Moved down here when I was 27 years old, the summer of 2000, and I haven't left. And uh, Doug, if you can get past your parents' guilt, my good friend, you could live anywhere in the world. That's right. I was uh, scuba diving in the Caymans once, and my dive instructor told me a very similar story. She was on a cruise ship. She got off for a day in Caymans and just didn't get back on. She just stayed I'm like, oh, that's pretty free spirit. I like that. Um, is that similar? You just like went down there like, I'm not going to go back. Is that similar story or? It kind of led up to it. I mean, yeah. I was reviewing your, your bio and background and, yeah. and once again, a communication speech major. And so it was interesting that I built on that momentum. When I graduated mm -hmm. Proud Abington High School in Northeast Philly back in 91, I doubled down yeah. on my favorite language, which is Spanish. And oh. I knew that was going to open some doors. And so it wasn't on a whim. The opportunity was, yeah. but I built up my desire to do this and yeah. my ability to be bilingual. So there was a lot of reinforcement before making that huge decision. Right. Yeah. I've got um, uh, our company. We have a lot of um, staff that uh, from the Philippines and they've got great experience at the you know call center environment over there. Mm. What's it like in Costa Rica? I mean, are you doing mostly clients for bilingual Spanish only or what, what are you working on there? That's an excellent question, Doug. Well, let me tell you about some of the companies that are here. You have Amazon, HP, Intel, and Oracle. The reason mm -hmm. people choose a nearshore call center, Costa Rica, compared to offshore mm -hmm. Indian or Philippines is multiple reasons. They like it for the proxemics of the United States language capacity. They claim that Costa Rica has the most neutral out of English accents in Central America. Uh -huh. The skill set, the infrastructure, the stable government. And mm -hmm. so there's a lot of things that make Costa Rica very attractive. And we have a very nice large labor pool. But we work with companies in North America and a little yeah. bit of Central America and some of Europe. And it's mostly outbound lead generation, some sales, okay. appointment yeah. setting, inbound support, and non-voice support. And the agents are bilingual. They're mm -hmm. dedicated. So they only work on your campaign. And they're yeah. college educated. So they're bringing to the table a lot. Mm -hmm. Nice. So um, are, are most of your clients are looking for the bilingual thing or just English or what's the, the bulk of your business there language-wise? Well, they can always switch it, but mm -hmm. you know, the majority of the agents, they at least need an 85% English proficiency to work at a center. Now, it doesn't yeah. have to be accent levels. We're talking about grammar and vocabulary. Yeah. Mind you, if someone has a really cool accent, it's like a Marilyn Monroe beauty mark. But <laughs> I, I believe that since I'm in a very strict Catholic country, it's not that I don't want all the accounts. It's just right. the agents have leverage. And mm -hmm. so we refuse certain things that might be gray area. I don't do sports books, casinos, stocks, pharmacies, or sweepstakes. And I guess, Doug, being in business for 15 years and having a nice yeah. reputation after 22, it's about being selective, realizing it's very delicate in regards to people's careers, giving them job right. stability, dignity, and empathy. 
Yeah. In doing so, I was really had a great run for 22 years as a guest in this country. Right. You a surfer? A little bit, but we have some of the best in the world in Hermosa and Juanacaste. Surf school and endless summer were filmed here, and they have a lot of international competitions. Yeah. I've been on both coasts there a few times, and uh, that was my first and maybe my last surf lesson was on Ooh. the West Coast there. I don't know. But yeah, love Costa Rica. And then I just love, I mean, this you can tell me more about it, but I was really fascinated when I first went down there. I think it's one of the few countries, if not the only country, that doesn't have a national military. That is correct. So standing army. Yeah. They put that money back into education. Great point, mm -hmm. though. There's a 95% literacy rate. And so wow. it goes to show <clears throat> what happens when you divert certain funds. But I tell you what, the, the police officers that I've seen here, they're kind of like the guys from the neighborhood. I've yeah. never felt intimidated. I've always waved and they've waved back. But mm -hmm. it's very funny when they walk the neighborhood, it seems like everybody knows them. So nice. it's one of the young kids that grew up and protect the neighborhood. So yeah. this culture here is so beautiful. And there's an expression they say, poor Vida, which means pure life. That's right. And it really does represent the culture in yeah. Costa Rica. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I want to go again, just listen to you talk about it. Um, I actually had um, some stem cell uh, work done on my knee. And I went to a, a Costa Rican place to get that done. It was, it cool. was beautiful. Yeah. Um, okay. So in terms of the call center, of course, a lot of businesses are you know, would like to expand, would like to do that. And you know, I'm guessing is the labor cost a little bit less there or a lot less? What's the appeal? Well, it depends. Yeah. You know, we claim that we are at least a half or a third of what the United States is. Now, you're mm -hmm. comparing us to independent contractors. Now, we follow all labor laws, so you have to take into mm -hmm. consideration my uh, benefits and overhead. But uh -huh. pound for pound, it's about half if you're looking for somebody here than in the United States. But, but look at it like this. Call centers in Costa Rica pay more than most vocations, and I believe someone bilingual bears the mark of higher education. Mm -hmm. So they don't see it as a transitional job as they do in the United uh, States. Right. And so oh when God. you're on a level yeah. playing field, Doug, and corporate can give me the sort of resources so at least mm -hmm. we have a, a shot at it, I've been able to match and even exceed certain metrics. Yeah. Yeah, I had a, a very small call center in Chicago for a couple of years, mm -hmm. and the attrition was unimaginable it was just a revolving door it was very transient you're right about that it's uh that was but tough. there's two types Doug. yeah there's there's forced and natural attrition listen if, if mm -hmm. skippy's not coming to work and he's getting stoned at lunch and not making his calls i might have to fire you yeah. but i will usually lose somebody mm -hmm. because of a scheduling conflict university a boyfriend yeah. or girlfriend works somewhere closer to home and yeah. possibly more money but doug they'll never leave because of a walk of shame or i deface them on the floor love that that's great so I, I'm, a, I'm a storyteller, so I want to hear some stories of like the craziest call you've ever uh, monitored or listened to recording of. Well, I believe that going across the board, anytime you can do a positive escalation on a call, I think you can yeah. anchor it. And so when the plane's going down with these gatekeepers that can need to be hanging up on the phone with you, mm -hmm. what I try to do is a company name spike in the beginning by saying the name of your company better than you do and asking how the company is doing. And so what I can possibly do before, let's say, a romantic death where you hang up on me after 30 seconds just because yeah. you get so many calls, I at least will have my agents do three proper name drops, a company name spike, mm -hmm. some active listening so they can repeat the question and possibly try to get through. And so I grade on merit. I grade mm. on structure and focus. And if we make these calls where we're attentive and showing active listening, those are the greatest calls. But mm -hmm. if you want me to share one with you where someone says, F you, yeah, you're sure. the worst, yeah. that happens. Yeah. But I, I believe that 
if they don't hang up, they're still interested in speaking with you. And that's right. There are ways that people can readjust the tone and, and still grab onto the rock and not fall off. And so, mm -hmm. but I think the greatest ones is when they ask to speak to a supervisor and someone yeah. will say that Doug Douglas did the greatest job on the phone. You yeah. should be very happy working with him. He not only mm -hmm. retained the account, he did an upsell, got a referral, and I made suggestions on what he did to increase his momentum. Nice. And so let's look at it in a positive way. Those, those are some of the yeah. things that at least will get somebody to not right. quit. Yeah, and have no, I like, I like the, the turnaround stories are always exciting. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest things I've seen lately, and I love your comment on the, you know, there's a lot of small and medium businesses don't even have landlines anymore. They just have cell phones. Okay. Um, How has that impacted your business? We just have to adjust the masses. So what I would do is if your contact ratio is going down, then maybe you should be doing some more due diligence on a LinkedIn or a website in case mm -hmm. you need to leave a voicemail or an email. It could be a little bit more custom made than just the Mad Libs where you're just saying, dear sir, call me back. And right. so I've seen instead of doing 150 calls a day, if you're doing about half that because of lines and it's going straight mm -hmm. out your mm -hmm. voicemail. You're increasing it more in regards to that. And you're almost getting the same return. In fact, sometimes I see that you get more attentive uh, focus when someone mm -hmm. reads it, where you really show something compared right. to just pitching them. And so, but it's patience. It's patience. It's a lot of mm -hmm. it is, is, is where you're in between speaking to somebody. So you need to keep that momentum going. And that's why by leaving voicemails yeah. or actively engaged in finding one or two nuggets that you could use mm -hmm. a new technique to anchor with, at least it keeps you stimulated. If not, you're going to ice the kicker. Right. Right. Interesting. Um, one of my, um, one of my clients, um, she, uh, she's been in the industry for quite some time. Um, you know, that phrase, uh, this call maybe monitor for quality assurance, you know, of course she invented that, uh, she was back in the day. She started the whole monitoring of calls, whatnot. And this past year or year and a half, she's been working on an AI component that it sounds pretty amazing. I haven't heard it yet but it's able to analyze the tone and speech patterns of people and really match what kind of response to give to them. Like that whole, you know, natural language thing. Sure. Um, have you seen any um, dangers or benefits to the whole AI world in your industry? The pros and the cons. I think when people have these non-voice omni-channel supports, which are chats and emails, which could be generated and used mm -hmm. fine, that saves time and can move things forward. Right. But how about this? You've been a client a long time somewhere mm -hmm. and you'd like to speak with somebody. And if no one speaks with you or their office hours are bad or you're in a queue a long time, when you finally get someone, you're going to pop. Yeah. And there's a very good chance you're going to curse, you're going to scream, and you're just going to yeah. let it out. And so these relationships cost a lot of money to build. Yeah. And as much as AI can assist you, it really won't put the ball in the end zone because me mm -hmm. and you talking about your dog or your trip to Egypt, or you're being a magician, or these fun things that both you and I do in lives with pinballs yeah. and Costa Rica's, your AI will not catch that. And mm -hmm. that's where the situation is going to be. I, I still believe that we're not a buggy whip yet, but I do see that things have been streamlined. Yeah. And a lot of the clients would prefer old school interpersonal communication live compared to yeah. depending a lot of it on non-voice chat. So it's yeah. kind of gone both ways, my friend. Yeah. It's like when uh, 
email came out and direct mail dipped. Now emails, now direct mail is picking back up again because people are inundated. Um, I, I've, I've had a couple of interactions as a consumer yes. with a couple of companies who shall not be named because I would go off on it. And But I, I was listening to them talking to me from a sales perspective. And I'm like, are you serious? You know, and I'm, you know, supervisor, just robots. I mean, they're actually worse than a robot because they all they did was read their read their script. And I kept thinking, oh my gosh, if I just give me a half a day in that place, I can make them an extra few million dollars just by telling people to think for a second. I mean, do you have uh, ability to get people to go off script with your with your stuff? I got some tips and tricks. I can give you a visual. You don't want to sound like a print. You'd rather be more of a painting. There's 80% that you have to do to pass your QA score, but there's still a 20% wiggle room. Right. I can't hit the ball and drag Johnny. A lot of it has to do with dedicated practice. And also my good friend, it has to do with being in the now. If you're in the past mm -hmm. or in the future, you're not focused. You're going to miss the one or two second dog in the background that you could have asked what the dog's name was, the breed, the year, and how old is your puppy in order to bond with you. And so if you, Love if that. you, it's like Chuck Wetner with Ali. The guy must have looked away for one second in the 15th. He got knocked down. I mean, <laughs> he did the whole fight. And so I, I believe that they, they call it almost like target par uh, paralysis when they, they, the, the, um, the jet fighters will focus on trees or the landscape compared to the target. Yeah. And so there's a lot of moving parts there besides mm -hmm. you having your muscle memory and knowing your script. Right. You should be confident enough to do a certain name drop or a clarification yeah. or transitional I, I, I believe in certain things, my friend. I believe in mm -hmm. quarter second slides when you do a personal pronoun like a U or an R to bring mm -hmm. us back in because I don't want to overkill the name. I do that for confirmation, tie down questions and transitional sentences. I right. pause before names and numbers and I use military alphabet. And if mm -hmm. you can give yourself that sort of structure in the middle of the call, you might be able to reset, rebalance and reset the tone. Love that. Amazing. Now, of course, this is a casual conversation, so I tend to like zoom off on a tangent. I want to hear about yeah, the uh, the pinball collection now. Do you remember the show Silver Stones back in the 1980s? I always wanted that, <laughs> that arcade. And so, yeah. you know, it's so funny. You know, in business, the, the gold and the jewels lose its luster. And how many dinners can you really eat? I kind of feel like Tom Hanks in the movie Big. I might be yeah. 50 years old. I still feel like a 16-year-old running around Jakentown. And so... Mm -hmm. I got a chance to buy what I wanted to buy yeah. besides business and living expenses. And the one hill I'm willing to die on and sword I'm willing to fall upon are yeah. those machines. Yeah. And my wife gave me permission. I currently have 13 pinball machines and six jukeboxes and air hockey table. Okay. And I find treasures here. People are just giving them away for a couple hundred dollars. And you just yeah. order some parts in the United States. They ship them down and an electrician puts them together. Next thing you know, you're sitting on a $5,000 last action hero machine you bought for 200 bucks. And um, I'm thankfully I have the room. And guess yeah, what, my right. friend? This is an environment, it's neutral. So people yeah. can let off steam, recharge batteries, hang with the boss, make best friends. Yeah. Love and these that. are the sort of gamification company culture mm -hmm. that I've instilled here that I swear behind. And yeah. I think it's one of the greatest things that made my environment different from others. I, I love that. That's great. Um, What's a typical industry that you work with? You said, you said call setting is a big one, right? uh, pre-qualifying or, or getting, what's the, what's the kind of industries you work with? We're like half and half. Our current clients, we work with the transportation industry, industrial yeah. real estate, had a law firm with me for over 10 years, also mm -hmm. movies and music inbound customer support campaign wow. for 12 years. And so mm -hmm. the, uh, travel companies and 
as I mentioned before, I don't take things where I can't speak the language. I'll do English, Spanish, and Portuguese. I don't yeah. do graveyard shift and I won't match the rates on nearshore or offshore. But if certain campaigns are clean, if it's something that can have a, a foundation to it, right. where if I can call my client and make suggestions in regards to the tone, Mm -hmm. Like for an example, they'll use words like help and I'll say, hey, Doug, why don't we just use the thesaurus and change it to assist God or lend a hand? Yeah. Why don't we ask for my clarification just to reduce rabbit holes and mm -hmm. to keep the pace going? And so these are the sort of bedside manner soft skills that will separate mm -hmm. you from a salesman because I like to look at it like this. And this really reduces any sort of stress. Two things. Learning a second language is 10 times harder than any account I'm going to put them on, Doug. And yeah. secondly, from an educated point of view, the clients make a decision. You never force a hand. If mm -hmm. you made your argument, even by default, it should be yours or not. Yeah. And I think people can live with that. And sure. that's the sort of thing to give them their chivalry, their self-confidence and their self-reliance. That's right. I love that. Now, of course, I had this show for many reasons. Number one, for my own brand, but I also love learning things myself. And um, I'm, I'm going to start asking questions about my business for you. So. What's the, um, is there a minimum engagement, like how many seats or volume you need to have to, to make it worth your while? One seat for one month is my minimum contract. But okay. if it were my own personal opinion, I like odd man outs. I'd prefer three seats for three months just to at least see. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And do you actually, do you do any, um, list bill stuff or the client's got to provide the list to call on? Not only does the client provide me the list, but it has to be scrubbed through the DNC because my company is inscribed in the United States that follows all U.S. business and banking laws. Mm -hmm. Okay. And for clarification, those who don't want to manage, DNC stands for do not call list, which uh, I'm not sure if that actually works or not. <laughs> Sometimes I, I say should know because I know a lot of people that have been hit for that. And so you have yeah. to be very careful. Mm -hmm. Right, 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 right. Um, how many how many people do you have? Uh, going to that list on a typical day? Well, that's a great question. For somebody mm -hmm. that has a five minute talk time, I would recommend mm -hmm. at least 4,000 unique numbers a month mm -hmm. to be able to flip that list legally three times. Okay, could you put that in English for us, sir? Uh, yeah, like if somebody's making a specific phone call, you'd be right. thinking five minute talk time, which would probably give you 12 calls an hour. I don't believe in that. I believe in certain minutes of wrap up time plus an IVR, which is integrated voice response, like a like yep. a voicemail or some sort of thing at a company. Mm -hmm. Plus, you might get engaged and speak for another five minutes, which will ruin your talk time metrics. Right. Right. And so I'm lowballing everything for somebody legally. So I just don't beat up numbers a day. Right. And so I asked for at least 4,000 unique numbers so uh -huh. I can put it in a predictive dialer, which mm -hmm. is a lot different from manual to dialing, which is yeah. smart dialing, click the dial, and predictive, which can give you two to six lines going at the yeah. same time, which can give you almost 100% contact ratio and almost an hour's worth of talk time. So unless you've built up for it like an endurance runner, it can almost exhaust somebody if they've never done this before. Yeah. But if you can do it, your production is through the roof. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it. Um, that's great. Any uh, final words of wisdom or what you could tell or uh, teach a, uh, a small business owner why they should contact you? Of course, my friend. Well, just my words of wisdom is fortune favors the brave and you should never listen to or let the negative Nancys and Debbie Downers influence you. There, mm -hmm. there may be some opinions provided for you and a little bit of pressures in regards to the career paths you should take from your friends and family. Mm -hmm. But my goodness, look at your career and my career. These were things yeah. that happened eclectically. We believed in ourselves. We were not hurting anybody. It was all good faith. And all you were doing was being an extrovert. 
And the yeah. fact that you were getting so much positive reinforcement with everything you did compared to what I did, you had to keep going. And so I prepared for this. I was extremely mm -hmm. conservative in regards to my money. I uh -huh. started off by renting stations, then renting space, yep. then building space. And so as long as you do a tortoise to a hare, as long as you can sleep well at night and not do any sort of yeah. rash or rush decisions. Yeah. And if you believe a relationship is strong enough to sleep on something, readjust it and try to work yeah. on it. Yeah. Then you're going to have some phenomenal long-term relationships where you're able to get through the tough times. And so try to act your wage. Don't overextend yourself. Be very humble and give the people that work with you their dignity. Because if you're a tough boss and nobody comes back the next day, you have no friends at your Chuck E. Cheese party. <laughs> and so I just want to give that advice too. Don't play big boss. Be very humble. That's right. I love it. You ever do like any business coaching or consulting too, Richard? You've got really good words of wisdom here. Man, I'm just proof in the pudding. I'm yeah. living a dream life. This should have never happened. And so you're just looking at someone that lives in Costa Rica from Philadelphia, married right. a girl of her dreams. What would you do? I would say, attaboy, good job. Yeah. Well, thank you for Thanks, being on the show too. I appreciate you, Richard. Uh, thank you very much. And we'll talk to you next time. Great time, Doug. Thanks, man. You bet. Wow, what a great call. Um, good ideas. If you're interested in getting a um, call center operation for yourself, this is the guy, CostaRicaCallCenter.com. Go there, check him out. Richard knows they talk about show notes below. You can download the notes from this conversation, check out his website, and of course, give him a call. See if he answers. Uh, this is Doug Crow. You're going to want to take notes. Have a good one.